Welcome, gamers, to Basement Arcade Pause Menu, the show where we hit pause, sit back, and just chill. I am your host, Ben Magnet, and today on the show, I have one of the most excellent of guests. This man is an absolute wizard on the guitar. If you don't believe me, go to his YouTube channel and just listen to his rendition of Sonic Boom from Sonic CD. It is Chef Kiss Good. He is the man, the myth, the legend himself. Welcome to the show, Jerry Trevino. Jerry! Oh my God, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. You have no idea how excited I am for this. <laughs> no, thank you, Ben. Uh, thank you for that. was quite the intro. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> dude, so before we get started, um, I just, if I may gush a little bit, because I can't remember exactly how I found your rendition of Sonic Boom. I want to say it was a friend of mine who sent me a link to your you, to your YouTube video, to your YouTube channel of when you first played it. And Sonic, Bo specifically Sonic Boom, I have a very deep connection to Sonic CD. That was the first video game I ever owned. That's my favorite video game of all time. Wow. And I will never forget the day I first heard the um, the opening riff to that song. When I first plugged that game in <clears throat> on my um, Windows 95 computer. And the fact that you did an amazing cover to it has been, on, it's been on my workout playlist, it's on my video game playlist. And the fact that you were you're here talking to me about video game music to me is just like, oh, my God, this guy is like, he's chill. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you, man. You're going to be uh, sorely disappointed. I don't really listen to anything outside of Sonic stuff in a minute. But <laughs> um, Oh, no. My favorite video game character. He only listens to stuff from my favorite video game character. How tragic. I know. So, so crazy. No, yeah, but yeah, man, I, I yeah, that song, that song is a classic. And that was part of, um. I was trying to do uh, like a Sonic month series where mm -hmm. every June I would do like a, you know, like, a, you know, a little tribute to Sonic or whatever. But, you know, it's been it's been kind of heavy in life uh, for the past few years. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't really been <laughs> consistent with it. But, uh, but yeah, man, thank you. I, I appreciate the kind words. Um, definitely one of my favorite ones that I've done for sure. Definitely. So, Jerry, I don't know if you've ever listened to Pause Me before, but whenever we bring people or whenever I have a brand new guest who's never been on the show before, I normally ask them how they got into video games. We'll get to that. But for you specifically, I want to know, how did you get into music? What was your first introduction to or what sparked the urge to learn how to play guitar? Because my younger brother, he is a musician himself as well. So like seeing like seeing your setup definitely was like, oh, man, I know exactly what all that stuff does in the background because I've seen because I see my brother do it. So how did you get into music or how did you what inspired you to learn how to play? Yeah, um, it's funny. You kind of sound like my brother because my brother, he's not like, <laughs> you know, he's the one that has seen me and all of my gear. So he knows what it, what it all is, but he doesn't use any of it. Um, as far as music goes, um the I mean, these days I'm into a lot of like, I don't know, like progressive metal and instrumental music and, you know, gent, if you will. Um, but what really sparked everything was, um, I don't know if you remember um, Yellow Card. I do. Um, OK, they, I know they they peaked in like 2004 or whatever, but uh, Yellow Card still to this day is my favorite band of all time. Um, I have a I don't know if I can get it in the camera. This is Ooh. from their album Lift to Sail. Okay. Uh, this is a tattoo that my buddy Oscar did for me. He used to be in a in a band with me back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um but it was their song Ocean Avenue. It was um before that I was really into um like drawing uh, cuz I also love um uh, 
Spider-Man and I thought I was going to be like a comic book artist or whatever. Um, and then I was like 13 when I heard that song and I was just like, I don't know what it was. It just sparked the intro. I was just like, oh, okay. I just have to, I need to learn the guitar and I need to learn how to play, you know, that song. Um, and then it was just like a snowball effect. And it's kind of interesting because like a lot of that music that I grew up on was, you know, a lot of pop punk stuff, a lot of Yellow Card and Sum 41 and Green Day and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and it's kind of funny how like, you know, once I got into, you know, like the adventure games, um, more specifically Sonic Adventure 2 with, you know, Cityscape and all of that stuff. It's oh. just like it's like the two worlds kind of like collided with each other. And it's like, you know, it was like the first time I heard like whoa, there's music that I listen to that I'm hearing in, you know, a video game, you know, which was like, you know, kind of new for me at the time. So that's kind of how like the, the, my influence into playing guitar leads into like the Sonic stuff. That's nice. So now the, so now the big question, how did you get into video games? What was the catalyst for that? Uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, I've been surrounded by video games, you know, practically all my life, I guess. Um, the first game I ever played was, you know, Super Mario Brothers on, you know, the Nintendo. Um, like my dad had it or like my dad's friend had it or whatever. So that was like my first foray into video games. And then the mm -hmm. first video game I ever beat um, was Super Mario World. Uh, also a okay. huge Mario Nintendo guy. Um, mm -hmm. And also Mario Day was just yesterday. So happy belated Mario Day. Yeah, happy Mario Day. Um, I'm still trying to get into the groove of things. I was trying to get like a Mario thing out. Uh, yesterday but you know whatever stuff happens it's, stuff happens um but uh but yeah um and then my first uh like the first sonic game i ever played was uh sonic 2 yeah good man that's <laughs> no that was the first video game i ever played as well like way back in gosh i wanted i mean i was a uh, small i mean really small when i first played sonic 2 and something about that little blue hedgehog just stuck with me and um i never let go essentially i mean you know when you're growing up like you, you the the interest in the character kind of has like peaks and valleys and everything but ever sure. since i was a kid the one remaining constant in my life is whenever i hear about a new sonic game or a new sonic project I get a little excited. It's like, oh, there's a new Sonic game coming out. Okay, I should probably check that out. Mm -hmm. And even as an adult, and now that I'm well into, I'm into my 30s, I'm well an adult. And even today, people are still like, yo, I mean, unfortunately, Sonic's history in games hasn't been the best, but there's always been one constant. And that constant is the music is always good. The music is always banging in Sonic games. It's always so good. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, I, I, I can totally relate to you on that. I mean, uh, when I was when I was real little, when I first um, was exposed to the character, I always liked Sonic, but it didn't turn into the obsession that it is now until I played um, Adventure Two. So, um, I played Sonic Two. Um, I'd watch um, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog like all the time. Um, and My I, guy. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. That was that. I remember waking up early in the morning before school to mm -hmm. watch the adventures of Sock the Hedgehog before I went to class. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I'll continue. Sorry. No, I, I was just going to say, I can't, I even remember when they had the, um, the Sonic Sat AM series on Netflix mm -hmm. and I was just ecstatic because I binged that entire series on Netflix because 
there's a video store close to my house in the early in the 90s that had one videotape of that cartoon only one and i would rent every time we went to that one video store i would always rent just that one <laughs> videotape nothing else oh that's awesome that reminds kind of related not re- related um but when we started going to the video store going to uh, blockbuster uh, i remember uh renting out luigi's mansion so many times that it would probably would have been more you know beneficial so i just bought the game outright than <laughs> rented it out like 15 times or whatever it was because i was just obsessed with that game but um but yeah adventures of sonic the hedgehog uh unfortunately i never got into sat am um at that mm-hmm. age um and then i just kind of not that i fell out of love with sonic but you know i just wasn't you know i was a nintendo household so i just didn't you know i didn't have a dreamcast i didn't have any of that stuff um and then uh, a friend of mine in middle school like brought over some gamecube games and that's when we were i was exposed to two games it was um Animal Crossing mm-hmm. and Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's a combo. It's like, here is this nice, calm, relaxing video game. And here's Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, which is high octane. Let's go. <laughs> I guess which one was my favorite. <laughs> I, I, mm, it was Animal Crossing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm such <laughs> I'm, a chill dude. <laughs> the second you saw Isabel, you're like, yo, I could just chill with this girl. I could just sit down, have a cup of tea with her every day. Yeah. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I'm trying to be more like that these days because it's like, you know, you got to chill and take care oh. of yourself. I mean, hey, I never really got into Animal Crossing until uh, my girlfriend got Animal Crossing for her birthday. And of course, when she got it, it was the height of the, pa- the pandemic was like just getting ramped up. Oh, the lockdown yeah. orders were just coming in. And it's not a normal game I would play. But the both of us, we were playing that game constantly when we even when both of us were sick the first time. And it was like the one game that brought us normalcy to it. I still will defend Animal Crossing New Horizons this day as that's my game of the year of 2020 because of the normalcy it brought. And it just helped people connect and just helped them people calm down. But we're not talking about Animal as much as I do enjoy <laughs> Animal Crossing. Right. And I have and <laughs> and even though the only time I could ever buy a house is in a video game. Damn you, Tom Nook. <laughs> but yeah, um, where was I going with this? But yeah, just Sonic the, the music of Sonic Adventure 2, I can definitely relate to how because Sonic music is Sonic music has always been a part of my life. But I will always remember when I first got my Dreamcast that one Christmas morning and I got Sonic Adventure 2 for for it. I plugged it in. I turned it on and I heard the opening riff to live, live and learn. And I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like you play that game and it just hits you boom with that riff. And it's just like whoa, this sounds like the music that I like, you know, that, that mm-hmm. was my experience with it. And it was just like, you know, and then, you know, all the music and all the levels and then the way it finishes with the final battle and then it brings back Live and Learn as the main theme. And it's just like ridiculous. It's just, you know, I, I never experienced anything like that before. Yeah, I also I think that was also the one time where I actually really wanted the the music to the game. Mm hmm. I mean, obviously, you have live and learn. Um, we talked. You, you talked about City Escape for a hot second earlier. When I first played the the first level as Sonic the Hedgehog, and you hear the opening do 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 the opening bass line, and you're just like, and you start running down the streets of faux San Francisco. It's like, man, this is awesome. I love this game. I love this song. This is great. I oh, yeah. I remember oh, yeah. for sure. I remember my brother 
and my mom and my mom came home from running errands one day and they said we found a Sonic Adventure 2 CD but we didn't know if you wanted it and I was just heartbroken because I'm like why did you not get that <laughs> oh no where did it's, they even find that that's so I want to I want to say they found it at Borders they uh-huh. went to a Borders first I was upset that they went to a Borders without me I was Is a huge in the store anymore uh, not anymore but this this was back then. Like okay, way back. Sure. Yeah, I'm like, I haven't seen a Borders in like years. <laughs> R.I.P. Borders. Um, <laughs> yes, they went to a Borders. They came home and my brother said, yeah, we found the Sonic Adventure 2 CD. It was a music CD. And I'm like, why didn't you buy it? She's like, well, and he and he was all, I don't know. We didn't know if you were going to want it or not. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? And then my um, podcast host, uh, Sparks Witty, he not only has he doesn't have the CD, he has the vinyl set for Sonic oh, cool. Adventure 2. Nice. Yeah, like when he first showed off showed me that, I'm just like I wasn't seething with jealousy. I was just like, this is the coolest thing ever, but I'm so upset I don't own a record player. Oh, I know. It's it it's so funny that you mentioned that because I also have um Adventure 1 and Adventure 2 on vinyl. I think it's like a like a reprint, so I don't think I mean, I'm not even aware if there was like an original, you know, pressing or whatever. But, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, got to have that. And I'm just like, why am I buying this? I don't even have a record player to play it on. And I and I, I do that all the time. I cannot tell you how many times or I'm at Target or even if I'm at Barnes & Noble that I just happen to walk past the record selection. And I'm just looking at this going, man, I cannot believe how big vinyl has gotten in the 2020s. And this and everyone said that this was a dead medium. Now everyone wants to buy vinyl now because we just stream music and we just that we have or we buy music digitally. Yeah, it's it, it it's hilarious. Yeah, I just did that uh, yesterday. One um one of my favorite bands, uh, Periphery, put out a record yesterday, um, and I was like, oh shoot, I haven't like pre-ordered like anything or whatever. So then I, I okay, let me go buy the vinyl and other media, you know, other formats of media that I just like can't use, but I own it and it's mine and it's and it's just. <laughs> ridiculous yeah i the one piece of music i mean because i do have a record myself a friend of mine bought me the beatles abbey road as just oh. just just to have mm-hmm. and i'm like i will never let go of that record because you know it's the beatles abbey road it's precious um but then i remember buying a cassette of guardians of the galaxy volume one mm-hmm. the the um, the awesome mix the soundtrack for the movie and yeah my girlfriend got upset <laughs> because <laughs> she i showed her the cassette tape and she's like why did you buy it i'm like it's the guardians it was only ten dollars and she mm-hmm. she Can got mad at, yeah, yeah she was like do you have a cassette player i'm like no she's like why did you buy this i'm like because i wanted it hey man i mean if it makes you happy why not i mean that's yeah. you know if you're not hurting anyone <laughs> yeah exactly so um you learn how to play the guitar you play sonic adventure so you play sonic adventure 2 when did you start if you can remember, when did you start learning or playing video game music? Like what, how did you start doing that? Oh, great question. Um, I mean, I, looking back at like my, I don't know, my guitar playing journey or whatever, I haven't really done, I got the video game stuff I think was more recent than anything, but I don't know. Um, uh, because I remember in the early days, like I wanted to learn, you know, songs from, I remember I was trying to learn, metal harbor and i just like couldn't do it for a long time um and so i always liked you know going on youtube and looking at you know you know b- back then you know uh, guitar covers of, of video game songs 
And uh, most of the time it was just, you know, like someone is playing the track in the background and, you know, it, they're playing their amp, you know, over the song and it's just like camera audio or whatever. Um, and then that's when I stumbled upon um, two YouTubers. Um, there was this guy, um, CS Guitar 89, um, who did a lot of like Zelda stuff and Mario stuff. Um, and, uh, family jewels, uh, well, he was at family jewel seven X back in the day. Um, and what was so cool about those guys, um, was that they were like playing the songs, but you know, I was like, I don't hear like the track in the background. It's like, I hear drums and like rhythm guitars. I'm like, I'm like, what do I was like, what is this? That is so cool. Um, and that kind of sparked my interest into, um, you know, like, uh, audio production and stuff. Um, you know, cause I'm like, well, I want to learn how to do that and record guitars and this, that, and the other. So that's, you know, that's where my journey started into, you know, I went to college for audio production and I'm an audiovisual technician now on the side that when I'm not doing, well, when I'm not doing YouTube stuff. Um, but yeah, it was those two guys where I was just like, whoa. And they're doing like their own rendition of it. You know, they were, those two guys were primarily, primarily, you know, metal guys. Um, and I, at the time I was also getting to a lot of metal music and I was just like, wow, this is very cool. Um, so that's where the interest kind of sparked. Um, but I, you know, it took me a while to kind of, you know, dip my toe into that, you know, into that arena because I always wanted to do Sonic stuff, but I didn't ever want to do it without kind of giving it the quality that it deserved in my head. Mm-hmm. So I always held off on it until, you know, like the gear was ready. Like I had good gear, good tones and, um, you know, good camera quality. And, and then my mixing level was, it was at a point where it was acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so w- once I got to that point, that's when I did, um, my first ever one was the, my dumb, um, Sonic medley, which is like 18 minutes long or something like that. Um, Excuse you, sir. Dumb. Yeah. I have you know that that medley got me through the stairmaster at the gym the other day. So how dare you? De- oh. <laughs> how dare you depreciate your? How dare you depreciate your own music that I was oh, I, rocking out to? <laughs> I appreciate that. It's just you know it's. I mean that that, that video was a you know a labor of love. Um, you know, uh, it took me like three months to do. Well, yeah, um, it's eighteen minutes long. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised at how even when I because I was listening to your music when I was at the gym this week, and I was even I was like really surprised on how long that medley was because uh, with with a lot of other medleys I've heard on YouTube or on just just being around, they're norm like the longest I've heard maybe was like five or six minutes. I mean, you cover practically every single era of Sonic. The second I heard "Live and Learn," I'm thinking, okay, this is probably where he's going to end it, but you kept going. With I yeah. want to say Shadow the Hedgehog, with I want to say Sonic Unleashed, and everything after that, I'm like, damn, it's still. I like checked the the runtime. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, it's yeah, it's still. I mean, it's it was one of those things because because I've always like you, like you know, after Sonic Adventure two, you know, I just I just I, I don't know what it was. I just fell in love with the character, and ever since then, you know, it's it was like tradition, like oh, it's November, the new Sonic game is coming out, and okay, here we go, I pre order get it first day and that's that's your life for like a week or whatever and that was just like year after year after year like i even remember um you know um when sonic and the secret rings was coming out you know it was i was uh you know and this is before like the stigma of what like that game and sonic 06 were you know eventually were because we didn't know that they were going to be you know 
let's call them troublesome games. Oh, um, the we had hope back then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, because you know it was like Christmas time, and like I know the 360 came out before that, but I didn't have a Wii or a 360. Um, and I, you know at the time you could only have like one console at a time, so I was so excited for Sonic 06 and Sonic of the Two Rings, but I knew that like okay, like I was only gonna have one console at a time, so we went for the Wii because we were a Nintendo household. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, I, and it was hard, so hard to get one, right? Um, it was so hard to get a Wii. Um, and I was so excited for Sonic and the Secret Rings that I bought the game um, bar, before I even had a Wii. So I was just like, okay, here it is on standby, ready to go for when I get my hands on a Wii so that I can play it. And then when You I, were that, com- I love how confident you were about <laughs> Sonic and the Secret Rings. Because I remember when I got my Wii, because I asked for a Wii, because my parents were going to get us an Xbox or a PS3. Because... Mm-hmm. If if I may, really quick, sorry to cut you off. No, no, please. Because uh, my household, we our very first video game console, true video game console, not including handhelds, was a PlayStation. Was a Sony PlayStation. Oh, cool. And of course, I was bummed out because I couldn't play Sonic on it. But my parents were like, "You could, but this is better." How? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "How do you know this is better?" It's like because other parents say this is better, and we because trust them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now looking hindsight, thank you, mom and dad. Um, and then finally, when I did convince him to get my Dreamcast and all this other stuff, but when I was sick, when 2006 came around, when the Wii was coming out, we saw how expensive the PS3 was. And my parents were like, hell no. We saw how much the Xbox was. My parents were also like, hell no. How my dad got his hands on a Wii in Christmas of 2006, I will never know. <laughs> I don't know if he mugged someone. I don't know if he had to if he had to throw someone in jail. He did something to get that that damn console. And when Sonic when Secret Rings was announced, I was actually really excited because I really wanted a Sonic game. Mm-hmm. And even when eventually my brother did get an Xbox 360, I want to say the Christmas afterwards, I was like, cool, now I can finally play Sonic the Hedgehog because this brand new Sonic game was coming out. And then I found out it was garbage. <laughs> and that oh, made man. me sad. No, I uh, well, I mean, at the at the time, you know, I don't know, maybe because I was so excited. I didn't know it was, you know, what it was because um, I was obsessed with Sonic and the Secret Rings. I would play that religiously, like, you know, to get the motion controls. And mm-hmm. I remember there's this kid in gym class I would bug about. all. So in t- today in Sonic and the Secret Rings, like, I, the Eraser Jin, like, you know, he did this thing. And I'm just like, and he's just like, dude, stop talking to me about that. Like, I don't care. Um <laughs> But uh, it's funny that the PlayStation thing, because I can kind of relate to you on that, because I remember um, I wanted a PlayStation 2 um, when I was. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, preteen boy, teenager boy didn't want a PlayStation 2. Like you have the PlayStation and then you hear about the PlayStation 2. And then not only that, you can also hear that it plays DVDs. Every, oh, yeah. Everyone, everyone wanted a DVD player at the time. It's so it's like it was a win win for parents and it was a win for the kids. Because parents oh, got sure. a DVD player and the kids got a new video game console, so exactly. Um, but I couldn't sell my parents on that pitch at the time, unfortunately, because it was, you know, it was a little bit more expensive. Yeah, um, and I was still, you know, very much Team Nintendo. Um, and at the time, um, they were they were given not giving out, but um, they were selling GameCubes for like a hundred bucks or whatever. Ooh. Um, and so they were like, well, how about we get you this instead? This and like the Game Boy player, because we already had a bunch of Game Boy Advance games is going to be cheaper than, um, you know, the PlayStation 2 or whatever it was at the time so that you can play more games. And, you know, at the time I was kind of bummed or whatever, but 
in hindsight, it was like the greatest decision we could have ever made because that $100 deal was the one that came with um, like a Legend of Zelda, you know, collector's edition, like bundle or whatever. You read the one with Ocarina of Time and the Master Quest on it? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's a separate one, but I have that one okay. too also. Uh, not to like be like, mm, look at me. Um, <laughs> hey, I love looking at other people's video game collections. Are you kidding sure. me? I, I, I don't look at enemy. I'm just like, oh my God, how'd you get X, Y, and Z? Because... Uh-huh. It was, yeah, continue. It was just, it was, I mean, it was just happenstance. I mean, now it's just mm-hmm. like impossible or whatever, but yeah. um, it was a, it was a, like a bundle where it came with um, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, uh, I think it was Zelda 1, Zelda 2, and like a 20 minute demo of Wind Waker, um, you know, because it was like the new game coming out at the time, right? Yeah. And it's so funny because at the moment, you know, uh, we, you know, we weren't, we weren't exposed to Zelda, right? We thought it was just like, I don't know, being dumb, us like, oh, this is like lame nerd Dungeons and Dragons, you know, stuff, the castle and blah, 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 right? Which we never, we never grew up on that stuff, right? Um, and, so- I, and I'm just over here sinking into my chair because not because I was the exact same way as a kid. I thought I thought Final Fantasy was boring when I was younger. Sure, I thought yeah. Dungeons and Dragons was was lame. Not only do I love Final Fantasy now, but I also play Dungeons and Dragons on awesome. a near awesome. weekly yeah, exactly. basis. <laughs> like, don't knock it till you try it, right? Um, exactly. Yeah, don't knock it till you try it. Um, and so, like, I, you know, I didn't even play that game because um, I was just like, yeah, this is for nerds or whatever. But my brother was the one that was like, oh, let me try this, right? Because I like games where you know where I'm on the edge of having a mental breakdown because of how anxious and you know, how much anxiety it gives me, uh, how hard it is or whatever. Cause that's just me or whatever. But my brother, he's the type of gamer where he likes to explore and do a bunch of stuff. So that was, you know, that was our first ever exposure to Zelda. Um, and we were like, Oh shoot. Zelda is amazing. And it's awesome. Um, so that was the best, you know, not mistake, but that was the best decision I think my parents could have ever made. Cause that's my brother's favorite is Zelda. Yeah, The Legend of Zelda is a fantastic series. My, the first Zelda game I ever beat was Twilight Princess. The first time I was like, because I knew of Zelda thanks to Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. But I, I was, once again, a small child, and I was very confused because when I picked Link to play in Smash Bros, I was like, how come his name is Link if he's from The Legend of Zelda? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I... <clears throat> I want to say the first time I ever played Ocarina, it was in a hotel room. Cause you know how you, you go to those, so to certain hotels in like the two thousands and the late nineties and you see a, um, N64 controller, like hardwired oh, to the yeah. TV. Yeah. 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 I remember that. So like for five bucks, you get to play an hour of a certain video game. I don't know how we convinced my pet, my dad to pay the $5 for a video game, but not just that. Cause he was thinking we could like take turns at smash brothers. My brother picks Ocarina of Time, and we play an hour of Ocarina, never touch it again. And then I get, when I'm asking for my Wii for Christmas, the only game I wanted for it was Twilight Princess because of the motion controls. It's like you swing the Wiimote, you swing your sword, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, I fall down this giant rabbit hole where I was frothing at the mouth when Breath of the Wild was released. For sure. Oh, that's that's so fun. Because, uh, um, yeah, because that was our exposure to it. But I remember the first Zelda game that I got into and is still my favorite is Twilight Princess. Oh, um, that's an amazing game. You know, because I was. Oh, yeah, dude. Because it was just like it was like the I don't know. I call it the 
you know, the emo one, I guess, because at the time, like everything was dark, you know, everything was, you know, mid 2000s. Late it's 2000s. 2000. You, Jerry, you're 100 percent right. It's, it was 2006 when the game came out. That is emo Zelda. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I like this one, you know, and it was rated T and I was just like, oh, OK. Um, and that was the first ever one I beat also. I'm pretty sure that if you were to, to when like when the um the opening credit like with the opening title screen hits and that piano plays if you were to play that one certain note on a piano that every emo kid knows <laughs> it would go along perfectly with it just yeah, take the right. vocals out yeah. just play the opening piano the black parade and everyone would freak out yeah the g note but like yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah um i i don't i think I, I i rambled off and i don't even know what we were talking about originally but no d- hey that's the, the the beauty of pause menu the the beauty of pause menu is rant uh rants tangents they are not just welcomed my friend they are encouraged for sure um but yeah man also huge also huge on zelda um are you excited for uh tears of the kingdom i mean my guy given <laughs> yeah. i haven't pre-ordered it yet mm-hmm. because there's some other stuff that i'm looking for that's coming up but yeah, I am just dead excited for Legend of Zelda. Um, I mean, Breath of the Wild was one of those. I mean, it's not my favorite Zelda game of all time. My my favorite Zelda game is Link Between Worlds for the 3DS. Oh, cool. Um, that one that brought me from the brink of me being like a non gamer to the gamer I am today. So I have a very strong connection to that game. Oh, but awesome. Breath of the Wild was one of those games where not only did it just reaffirm of how amazing a series the legend of zelda is as a general but also i feel it got me even closer with my um girlfriend because when i finally bought my switch and i got of course first game i got was breath of the wild she would text me when she would when i was home and she would come home from work she'd be like don't play breath of the wild yet i'm like why not i it's my day off i just want a game all day mm-hmm. and she would say i want to watch you play so oh, she cool. would so she would come home and she would say okay now you can play breath of the wild and she would want to watch me play she would she helped me find all the shrines and she was she even went with me to a legend of zelda concert bringing this back into video game music um how do you feel so you you learned how to play guitar and now it, and now in our current day and age video game music is a huge thing there are concerts for like legend of zelda final fantasy you also have um things such as video games live even my alma mater of cal state northridge a few years ago pre-pandemic they did a video game concert themselves on the campus put on by the students um now that video game music is being more recognized and it's not just like the, a niche thing um essentially how do you feel about that do you feel that's like that's putting the a spotlight on some amazing video game compositions or do you feel that it's just good hopefully this is probably or hopefully this isn't just a fact that it goes away but how do you feel that video game music is being um, received nowadays oh i think it's you know i think it goes without saying it's just it's so lovely that it's not just so niche or whatever because i mean i mean video games in general you know because it used to be this you know very niche nerdy whatever right um Mm -hmm. yeah now you have arenas and stuff where that's that's all it is you know um but uh oh i i i love it man i love how how much recognition it gets and you know um there was a couple concerts that i missed out on unfortunately because just you know life didn't want to make it happen i'm Um, still salty i missed out on kingdom hearts that's like uh, oh, besides yeah. besides Sonic the Hedgehog, Kingdom Hearts is like I have a Kingdom Hearts tattoo. I plan to get a Sonic the Hedgehog tattoo someday, but Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. is like up there. 
And when I found out that there was a Kingdom Hearts Symphony, I was like, I must go. But unfortunately, the timing didn't work out and I was upset. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, you know, and it makes me, uh, I mean, optimistic, I guess, because, you know, um, the the dream for me would be, you know, to be able to work with Sega on something that would be just so, you know, I win at that point. That's it. Now yeah. I don't have to do anything <laughs> else, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, with with I mean, with 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 companies more like Sega, I guess, because, you know, with 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 games like Sonic Mania, right, which is just like you know, made by fans, you know, people who hack Sonic games and who did Sonic covers and T-Lopes and all that stuff, you know, it just makes me kind of optimistic that like, okay, like, you know, guys like us or whatever have a chance at, you know, getting their, their, their foot in the door into that Mm -hmm. industry. Yeah. And also Sega make, just give Christian Whitehead and and T-Lopes and everyone who worked on Sonic media more money so they can make Sonic Mania too, please. Oh, honestly, you can't, I mean, it's just like, that game was such a hit and everybody loved it. Um, and it might, it might be my favorite Sonic game. I don't know. Um, it's, it's definitely up there for me. It definitely became, well, it was the best Sonic game to come out in the last 10 years. Um, not to throw Sonic because I do have Sonic forces. I Mm. didn't really play Sonic forces all that much because my favorite Sonic game prior to mania or at least modern Sonic game was Sonic generations. Cause when that game came out, I was like, okay, this is an amazing tribute to Sonic. You have 2D levels, you have 3D level. It's like split in two. You have 2D and 3D. I thought that was really amazing. I thought that was a really good way to give um to give an ode to classic Sonic games as well as to bring in the new stuff. Um, but the second I found out about Mania, how it was like this, it's pixel art. It's 16, it's like pseudo 16-bit, almost 32. Just the way they did that game was like this. So you can tell how much love and care was put in it. I even dropped money on the special edition. I have the statue over there. Nice. Mine is um, somewhere. It's not in this room, I don't think. Yeah, um, and I, I'm still working on the room. Yeah. And not only, I even bought a second physical copy because I I bought it for my PS4 and then I bought it for my Switch because I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to. I want the physical copy. I have to do it. I did. You and me are on the same page. I did the exact same thing where, yeah. I, I pre-ordered it for the Switch uh, with the Sonic statue, but that came with like a digital code. Yeah. And then once they released Sonic Mania Plus, I was like, well, I'm going to get the Plus version and get it all physical and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, it was just like, yeah, because exactly, you know, because there, you know, there'd been a few years since the last Sonic game before that. And, you know, I know Forces was kind of a disappointment for, you know, a lot of fans. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be the one to defend the game or whatever but i love the soundtrack obviously um but uh you know it's just yeah it was just you know it was not, not that you know generations wasn't great I, I love generations it was also labor of love but mania just felt different it just felt like you know mm-hmm. you it was it's just pouring out of the seams of how much you know the fans really took the care and attention to give you just a product you know what was the tagline like by the mania for the mania or something like that i can't Um, uh, i can't remember the tagline i just remember when i got the the box of my physical of of, okay air quotes of of my physical edition my essentially my special edition mm -hmm. um the collector's edition because that's the only time i ever like threw money down on the collector's edition with a statue with all the little goodies I mean, the second I was like, hey, here's a here's a PVC statue of Sonic on top of a Genesis. And if you move the button, it goes Sega. I'm just like, oh, gotta have I, it. yeah, you got to have it. And 
and when I when I of course when I got that and when I started playing the game, obviously the classic Sonic gameplay is there. It's fantastic. It's great. But one of the reasons why it kept bringing me back, why I would keep replaying it, is because I would just want to keep listening to the music, and not oh, just man. the music for the first for the because I I love what they did with the levels where the first act. 100% recreation of the original level. Great. Fantastic. I played Green Hill and Chemical Plant hundreds of times. But then we get into Act 2. The music changes. And I cannot tell you how much I would just like hit the pause and turn the volume up or just wait until the timer or just wait until my timer got into 10 minutes <laughs> just so I could listen to Flying Battery Zone Act 2. Yeah, and that's just like, that's all the T. Lopes' stuff. And I, and I love that too, that it's just, you know, yeah, for, you know, and that's another testament to the labor of love of this game where it's just like, OK, like, you know, we're going to give you the Sonic experience that that you remember even better in some ways, I think. Um, and then like act two hits you with like, you know, OK, here's a different version of the music um, or, you know, we're in Green Hill, but like you're in the cave now or whatever. Yeah. Or uh, Chemical Plant and like, you know, the final boss is the Puyo Puyo, you know. Uh, I will Dr. never Robotics forget Mean Bean Machine. I love that. I never played oh. Mean Bean Machine as a kid, but the fact that it was a it, just all the references to Sonic games, even when you go to the Western level, the, the one of the brand new levels, mm -hmm. and you saw wanted posters for Knack the for Knack the Weasel, um, Bark the Polar Bear, and Bean the Duck, mm -hmm. and you saw those wanted posters. I'm like, that's a cut because I knew those characters from the comics. Not from the games, For and sure. they're from yeah, the yeah, Game yeah. Gear games too. I was just like, "Holy God, that is a deep ass cut!" Yeah, and it's just, yeah, it's just again, it's just like, oh wow, they like, they 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 acknowledged it, and it's just because I feel like so much of like, you know, um, Sonic's history was kind of burying the past for a little bit for like you know that kind of 2000s range like oh for you know don't, don't worry that never happened that game never happened or whatever mm -hmm. um and now it's just like it's acknowledging hey yeah we had some rough games and some rough years or whatever but like you know what's so wonderful about sonic is that the fans are always there you know yeah. even if it's to crap on the game you know they're still they still buy it and they still you know and if any other video game franchise with that track record with a Sonic 06 and this, that, and the other with a, with a game that's so polarizing, I don't think they would have survived. I think really the reason that, you know, we've allowed, you know, and now it's this great thing where, you know, we have the movies now and frontiers is out and it's just like, it's like we're climbing back up. And I really, I, you know, I really think it's, it, a lot of it has to do with the fan base. Yeah. I cannot tell you how happy I was when I first saw the Sonic the Hedgehog, the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie in theaters and walking out there thinking, thank God it's good. Oh my goodness. Oh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, like there was nobody that 180'd on that movie harder than I did. Because um, when they, you know, they they came out with the design and this, that, and the other, and I'm just like, oh my God, I like, this is what's going to kill Sonic the Hedgehog. I said, like, this is going to be, because now, now, not because before it's like, not only, you know, in, in the video game world with us, like, oh, Sonic is, uh, he sucks and the, 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 the games are horrible and this, that, and the other, but that's in our niche world, right? Now they're going to throw it into a major motion picture and it's going to be this awful design and the movie's going to be bad and everybody's going to be like, oh, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog is the worst. And like, okay, this is what's going to kill the franchise or whatever. But it was yeah. that tweet from the director where he was like, hey, we hear you. We see you. We're going to fix it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
whoa, that's so crazy. Cause that's, you know, any other, you know, movie studio or whatever, they're just like, well, that's the way it is and suck it up. You know, you guys are crying for no reason. Now I'm now, I'm not justifying that, you know, fans always know what's best for a product, mm-hmm. you know? And I think sometimes that, that is evident of like, you know, even, even, even Sonic fans to an extent, you know, like, cause there was a lot of back and forth on frontiers and when that was coming out and that it looked empty and this, that, and the other, and like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. I just want it to be like this or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. you don't know what the game is yet, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was my, I'm just like, oh, it's good. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's this, you know, and now we have two movies, you know, uh, some video game movies don't even get past the first one, you know? Nope. Yeah. The, the fact that Sonic the Hedgehog is now is a thriving film franchise because the first movie, I, I feel like the, the movies are going the same route as the video games. The first game, well, once again, the very first Sonic the Hedgehog, absolute classic. It is a true um, is a true landmark game in video game history as a whole. It's not that okay. I'm not when I say it's not that good. It's not as good as it could be. It's still a great game, still a fantastic title. But when you look at it between Sonic the Hedgehog two and Sonic the Hedgehog three and Knuckles, what are the better games? Those oh, ones. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, like it's, Sonic one did what Sonic one needed to do. It needed to make Sega, you know, a real threat to Nintendo. Like, yeah. hey, we're we're for real, and it mm-hmm. did what it needed to do. You know. And then, you know, so I think it's great in that aspect and then for them to just build off of that and make even better games, mm-hmm. uh, more spectacular experiences. That's just, you know, and yeah, and I feel yeah, like the movies are kind of going that route where, you know, that first movie, you know, I call it kind of um, Transformer syndrome, right? Where it was like, <laughs> you know, you know, and that's the other thing that was just like, ah, oh, man, this movie's just not going to be good because it's like, okay, here are a bunch of human characters and we're going to hang out with the human characters a bunch. And then the main character is going to be kind of a side character and it's not really about them and this, that, and the other because we got a, the audience, you know, that can't get used to this, that, and the other. Um, and even though that's kind of what that first movie was, it's still very Sonic focused. It's still very, mm-hmm. you know, the maybe there's not as many uh, Sonic tropes or whatever um like chaos emeralds and you know that stuff but the spirit is there you know you yeah. get it um and i love jim carrey um mm-hmm. so, oh, yeah. who, who doesn't look oh, i remember no. i remember like when the first trailer was released where we saw the, the design and people of course they were constantly complaining about how bad sonic looked but and then it was like they would rant about how bad sonic the hedgehog looked and then the big butt was like yeah 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 but Jim Carrey looks freaking amazing. Like that ending <laughs> shot with his hair, with his head shaved and the mustache where he looks like Robotnik. It's like, that's a screw. That is like the most screen accurate Robotnik people have ever seen. Yeah. Even yeah. like, even the first bit of Robotnik we saw while not complete, not well, not a one-to-one um, look from the video games, you would still say that's Dr. Robotnik. And then we get to the end. It's like, Oh, Oh my God, Jim Carrey is amazing. He's got to carry the movie. Thankfully, mm-hmm. it, I mean, Ben Schwartz still did an amazing job. The redesign, like Tyson Hesse's redesign of Sonic for the film, I think was, is like the the perfect movie design for a character like Sonic the Hedgehog. At least that design works so well in live action. And it's such a great homage to the character as we know and love him. And I'm like, that this is great. This is absolutely, I mean, while I do not condone bullying a studio to change something, I still think they went the right route. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I, exa- you, you said it. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I don't I'm not condoning that behavior. Like, you know, just because you think, you know, was right doesn't know doesn't always mean that that's the right decision. And, you know, this, that and the other. But that was absolutely the right decision. And the fans yeah. were in the right on that. But that's a little dangerous for Sonic fans to kind of tell mm-hmm. them they're right, because then they think they're right about everything else. And yeah, you know. yeah, you give them you give them this one thing and then they think they know everything about it. So correct. Um, yeah. But, Although uh, my but, one big critique, thankfully, some YouTuber did edit this in. A, a buddy of mine sent me a video. They should have put Cityscape in the San Francisco scene. They should have done it. <laughs> Like what oh, Sonic and uh, I mean, like, how could you not? You know, uh, I mean, maybe it's like a, I don't know, like a rights thing or license. Probably because like, now, you know, they got to give you know Junsunoe or whoever gets the credit to composing that song, you know, like a royalty and yeah, you know, I don't know. That's yeah, that that's the fun of music stuff. So yeah, and then we're getting into the the dangerous territory of um, Sonic the Hedgehog three music with Michael Jackson exactly and why that game wasn't released for a really long time and you know and it's just that's and that's what's so hard about like collabs or whatever you know you collab mm-hmm. with somebody and then you know then you're not on great terms anymore or the license runs out or or whatever the reason and then it's just like oh okay this, this just can't be released anymore yeah and it's just uh, up in legal limbo so i can only assume you have sonic origins correct yes okay did you get to sonic the hedgehog 3 and knuckles or not yet no, I, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, cause I have, cause I do have the game. I'm going through story mode, which is where you play the games in order, essentially. Yeah. Um, I'm still in Sonic one. I hate marble zone. I hate that level so goddamn <laughs> much. Um, besides that's beside the point, but everyone was complaining about the music and Sonic the Hedgehog three knuckles, how it doesn't sound right. And once again, Sonic the Hedgehog three knuckles is one of my cornerstone games as a kid. Cause sure. after I got Sonic CD, my parents got me the Sonic and knuckles collection for the piece for my windows 95. And I played the ever loving crap out of that game. Carl the night zone can die in hell for all I care. Um, that up and down, barrel. up and down. I hate that barrel, but that that's a side. That's a different tangent. Um, how, cause is the music as bad as people say it is, or is it just, it's just different. Okay. Here's my take on that. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, I think a lot of it is just in, you know, nostalgia based Um, because I don't, you know, I don't think it's bad Mm -hmm. and being someone who, you know, I didn't grow up with Sonic three and knuckles. Unfortunately, it was Mm -hmm. a game that I had to discover later and I've played through maybe a couple of times. Um, so I'm not, you know, yeah, I was very much more a 3D Sonic fan in the beginning and then kind of went back and kind of paid respect to my 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 2D elders or whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, you know, to me it was, you know, because I'm not that familiar with the game, I would be playing and I'm like, oh, I think this is one of the new tracks because I'm not expecting like, you know, whatever traditional track is supposed to play there. I mean, there's a couple with a couple exceptions or some like iconic Sonic three songs. And when it's not there, it's like, okay, it's kind of just sorely missing mm-hmm. and kind of a, a very, very weird example of I, but I, I understand that it just doesn't feel correct. Um, because when you're used to something, you're used to something, right? So like, right. Very weird example. But, um, I had bought, um, Toy Story two, the game for my PlayStation for PlayStation Ooh. four. Right. That's a uh, uh, that's a, a callback for me. I had that game on the PS One back in the day. Okay, for sure. So you had it for PS One, right? Um, yes. Yeah. I think this is the PS One 
port that version over for for this one. Mm-hmm. But the version I grew up with was the Nintendo 64 version because I didn't have a PlayStation uh, one, right? Um, okay. And, I, you know, at first I'm playing the game and it's playing like low res FMV clips of the movie or whatever. And I'm like, man, I was I was robbed of this, right? Uh, and so the game starts and then all the levels have completely different music, right? Oh. I mean, it's it's higher res. It's not like it's higher resolution versions of the same music. It's just like, it's just different music. Mm-hmm. I'm just, and I'm like, oh, I hate this. You know, this is awful. <laughs> you know, this is the worst. Where's where's my janky N64 music, right? Uh, but then, you know, after a while, I'm just like, well, you know, it's just that I didn't grow up with that version. And it's just, you know, yeah. so I can't, I can't hate it just because it's something I'm not used to. Right. Um, and it's just, you know, again, like Johnson Oe worked, you know, and I mean, like, it's hard, right? Because I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to criticize people because it's just like, I don't have that job. I don't have that task. Okay, here's your job to like fill in the spaces for, you know, really mm-hmm. iconic music, you know. And even though, you know, I I prefer um, Tomoyo Otani's work over Johnson Oe's, that's kind of a hot take also. I, I really like kind of like a lot of the electronic stuff that he stuff mm-hmm. that he does later and kind of the real poppy crazy stuff. Um I don't, I don't know if it was even him who did the 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 classic sonic music for Sonic Forces. Uh but for those levels awful. Awful 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 music in my opinion. I love that soundtrack but the classic sonic music where it's just like beat it beat it beat it beat it beat it like hey it's classic look at this it's just like Awful. I, it's just, you know, it just feels like I'm, you know, being spoon fed. Oh, you remember this, right? Oh, it sounds classic. Here's some 16 bit whatever. It's essentially member barriers from South Park. Correct. Like, oh, you like that, right? A little Genesis bass, birder, 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 whatever the music is, right? And I'm just like, ugh. And, and you know, and, and that's a whole nother tangent with classic Sonic being in that game and the way he controls and his levels and whatever um yeah i haven't gotten to the classic sonic levels and forces because i played forces for like i think i did the tutorial mm-hmm. and i like i created my own avatar i was doing some stuff and then i just stopped for I sure just, for sure i'm just like nah. i mean i do have frontiers i haven't touched frontiers for a while because life and then metroid prime came out <laughs> <laughs> for sure. yeah metroid prime remaster came in i finally got my grubby little hands on a physical nice. edition so awesome 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 so i'm like i'm going to metroid but frontiers is definitely a game i'm i've been i'm playing and i do enjoy i and I, at first i was i was kind of eh, on frontiers but the more sure. i got used to it, i'm like yo i'm actually having a lot of fun exploring and racing through the world as sonic this is actually pretty fun this is great um I still I still miss the things from say Sonic Mania or even Sonic Generations, but the levels themselves are actually I'm having a great time with them. Yeah, it's interesting, and that and I mean that goes back to like you know what, what I was saying when when fans are like, oh, this looks empty and boring and whatever, and when you actually play the game, you kind of get it, right? Um, you know, I'm not, you know, I really enjoyed my time with the game. Uh, unfortunately for me, it was kind of routed in a bad time. So I kind of have a hard time going back to frontiers, even though I really want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I, for, for what it is for the track record, it's, it's definitely, I feel like it's definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, you know, I, I don't even know how much truth there is to that, but to what I'm about to say, but, uh, some, I read somewhere, someone was telling me that, um, when Sonic boom came out, um, that was kind of a, big hit for the studio 
because of how it underperformed and this, that, and the other. And they were kind of really banking on the Sonic Boom brand to kind of, you know, take Sonic to the next level with the TV show and this, that, and the other. Um, you know, and I guess it, it really kind of hurt the company. So with Forces, they really just needed a like an easy win, like an easy sell, a game that's just, it's very basic and it's going to sell well because it's Sonic. It's the the boost formula that we're used to and this, that, and the other. And, you know, there is there is a lot about that game that I enjoy. Um, my favorite part being the, the, the Avatar stuff. I think it's ridiculous and fun. Um, but, you know, but the levels themselves, you know, it's just, they're really short. They're only like mm-hmm. two minutes, minute and a half long. And I'm just like, wow, we really paid $50 for, <laughs> for, for that experience, you know? And, um, and I've actually played the forces like twice. Cause I'm just a masochist and I hate myself, I guess. Um, <laughs> cause I, I like bought it for Xbox one and played it and I was just like, eh, it wasn't that great. So then I got rid of it and then I got it again for the switch. Uh, cause I got it like used for super cheap or whatever. And then, um, and then I, I wanted to 100% the game. Right. And that's where I got more enjoyment out of it. Weirdly enough, where it's was, it was just like, you know, okay. I think I kind of get the short level structure. Cause it's, I think it's more designed to make you play these levels over and over and over again. Um, so these short bursts of like, just kind of running through there, getting all the coins or the rings or whatever it is. Um, to me it was more fun the second time. Um, but, uh, and I, 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 I'm going off on a tangent. I don't even know what the original, what we originally were talking about. Uh, uh, we Sonic were talking, Origins. yeah, we were talking, yeah. Sonic origins, the music in three, um, you know, just cause people were complaining about that, but mm-hmm. there is one other thing I did want to talk to you about. I did want to talk to you about the music that you've put out. Cause you're on Spotify. I assume you're on Apple music. I haven't, yes. I haven't checked. I do have that now. Thanks. Cause the, thanks to the free subscription I got with my AirPods, but, um, but you're on Spotify. Of course, your stuff is on YouTube. Um, my question, because some of your tracks, you it's just all instrumental, which once again, like Sonic Boom, fantastic. Um, sure. Cityscape, love it. But then there's a few songs here and there that have vocal tracks. Um, my personal favorite, um, the one from Sonic R. Um, can you feel the sunshine? For sure, yeah, with Georgie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, and you, out of curiosity, how do you pick and choose which songs have vocals and which don't? Like bringing in Sonic Boom, for example, that has, in my personal opinion, a iconic vocal track, but you're just doing all instrumental for it. Sure. But with Can You Feel the Sunshine, you have a vocalist. So how do you pick and choose which gets vocals and which doesn't? For sure. Um, That's not really that much of a conscious decision. It's more out of like necessity and like what's available or whatever okay um you know because when i did the medley you know i sang on it and i, uh, I was gonna ask you who sang on the who sang on that one yeah no that's that's me nice um oh thank you i mean there's it's like the auto-tune to, to crap and all this stuff but it's <laughs> you know it was one again it was one of those out of necessity where like i really wanted to you know at the time i was in like my little pop punk band and i was like kind of singing and doing vocal warmups and kind of trying to take it more seriously. Um, but nowadays it's just like, you know, that's just, it's not for me, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd rather put my effort into getting better at the guitar and my instrument and other things than trying to, you know, put my focus on learning how to sing better. Um, Mm -hmm. so after that, that's when I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm just like, not going to sing anymore. Uh, and that's when I, that's why I did, you know, Sonic boom instrumental and, you know, cityscape or whatever um 
but you know um uh but then you know uh, you know I'll, I'll encounter you know like georgie phenomenal mm-hmm. vocalist um and it's just you know and it's the range and if, if they want to work on the project and stuff um so you know hey do you want to sing on this and it's just like oh okay and then her voice is like perfect for that song because it's just it's like a lower register and that's kind of like the the sonic r vibe and so yeah okay let's do it this way um you know so it's just like you know more out of necessity out you know i want to collab more with other you know musicians and stuff and i think that you know that's you know that's collabing is just beneficial for the both of you Mm -hmm. um but then it's also like you know i don't want to just like you know i mean at the end of the day i should be able to just do whatever i want to do you know, True. I also don't want to like alienate people into like, okay, here's another feature on a song. Here's another feature. Here's another collab or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if they would rather listen to just me on the stuff alone or this, that, and the other. So, um, not really a conscious decision. I try to do it more on my own, I guess, just so I don't have to, you know, wait on people sounds harsh, but sometimes you do have to wait on other people and, right. you know, um, and if I just do it myself, it gets done faster. Yeah, very. very I kn- I know all that because a lot of stuff you're talking about is kind of, it is kind of like podcasting where it's like like say when I asked you to come on the show, like I posted your I tagged you on my Instagram post that that story of how I was listening to Sonic Boom, mm-hmm. you redid your thing, and I'm like, oh my god, said hey dude, because I I meant every word I said because your music is I absolutely love it because you know I'm a big diehard Sonic fan. And that, and it, it's, yeah, Thank I don't want to, I don't want to blow too much smoke up your ass, but at the same time, it's like, dude, I love your shit. I'm sorry. For sure, and, then, no worries. and then there's the, the part of me that, cause when I meet someone who I'm a fan of, or I talk to someone that I, whose content I like, or I like what they have to say, um, part of me does fanboy a little bit, but then at the same time, me being a podcaster, I also have this urge, like I either see do I immediately ask him to be on my show or do I give it a little bit of time and then ask him? Cause I don't want to be like an annoying kid. Cause obviously in today's day and age, a lot of people are doing podcasts and I sure. think, which is, which is great. But of course you have like more famous YouTubers or you have musicians such as yourself who are probably like, man, I get requests to do podcasts almost every single day. Can they all just go away? I'm tired. No, dude, you're, you're, you're fine. <laughs> you're good. Whew, safe. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I do get that where wanting to collab with someone. It's like, hey, I want to do this, but you also have to wait on them. It's like you send an email out or you send a message and then you just sit there and just and just hope. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, and that's tricky, too, like in the in the YouTube game, which truth be told, I've never I've never cracked the code into, you know, getting a like a regiment going like a schedule going because that's what YouTube likes. But, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, life happens and life gets in the way and it just, you know, maybe one day. Um, but you know, it's just, and, and that's the other part too, because it's just so, you know, I, I love doing these videos and they're so rewarding and, you know, and, and the, the reception has been generally positive, which is, you know, which is lovely. Um, but you know, it is time consuming. Yeah. Um, you know, I love, I'm, my background is audio. I love audio guitar, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, but video I hate video. Like I just, I, I hate setting up the tripod and recording and then editing. And it's just kind of a, for me, it's kind of a mundane process. It's really not my passion. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate it so much. And when I watch movies and this shot and whatever it took to get that shot and this, that, and the other, it's just, it, that's always so cool. And I 
generally have an eye for it in that in that aspect but when it comes to like doing it it's just you know it's just not for me yeah you're you're, you're kind of like me where it's like man that's really cool how they edit it you want to learn it hell no mm, not really yeah i'd rather i mean unfortunately i'm not at that level but like you know if i had like an editor or whatever that'd be awesome and then i could just <laughs> hand it off and then i could work on more stuff you know and mm-hmm. it's just because it's just so it's 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 time consuming and then the the hardest part the 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 biggest you know wrench in the machine or whatever is um how how quickly can i be creative on something mm-hmm. right because that's you know because i you know i don't think i'm really that creative of a person to me it really takes a long time to kind of craft something into something that's the, that i'm proud of versus mm-hmm. you know other people you know like like we had mentioned georgie georgie's a phenomenal songwriter she can whip out a song and Two minutes, boom, and then oh, here's the melody, and and some people just have that edge, and mm-hmm. I feel like unfortunately I don't, but you know I can get to a point where eventually I'm like, okay, this is cool. Okay, now actually that brings me to another. Qu- uh, it's actually a two part question. The first part is what is, how, what's your process for choosing a song to cover, like a song from video game series? Because looking at your Spotify, obviously there's a lot of great song stuff, but you also have Sherbert Land. You have some uh themes from the legend of zelda what is your thought process for choosing a song to do or to cover essentially and the second half of the question is how long does it take you to to like to essentially to create it sure um well i mean that's tough too because like you know on my channel i also do like gear demos of like guitar stuff like oh here's this pedal or whatever Mm -hmm. um and what's what's kind of difficult about that avenue and the video game cover avenues that they're both very, very saturated. There's, there's a mm-hmm. lot of, I don't want to call it competition because we're all in this together, but there's, there's a lot of eyes. There's a lot of people doing it and there's a lot of better people doing it, you know? Um, so it's, you know, it's hard, you know, and I, and whenever I do something and maybe that's just, maybe that's why I'm not, you know, as successful as I would like to be on YouTube. But like, whenever I do something, I, I want it, I want to do it out of, you know, absolute sincerity right Mm -hmm. so by that i mean you know um obviously i love sonic the hedgehog right so i'm Mm -hmm. just like okay i don't care i'm gonna cover a sonic song or 18 or however many that i've put out by now you know which is you know i just i love sonic and his music and that's what i want to do and i also grew up on mario and i also grew up on zelda and we talked a lot about that um here's here's a heartbreaking thing i didn't grow up on final fantasy i've never Mm. played a final fantasy game in my life um rpgs i don't think are my thing or i haven't you know i haven't found the one for me um you know i've played like paper mario and stuff but you know i'm I'm sure that's just like rpg junior or rpg on training wheels or whatever that is hey Um, i i used to say rpgs sucked while i was playing pokemon i didn't know pokemon was an rpg for sure (laughs) that's another one that's another game series that i just never got into huge nintendo right um, the only Pokemon game that I just like that I really loved was Pokemon Stadium, right? Uh, and that was the one with all the mini games and stuff, right? Um, I, I I wanted an N64 for Stadium and Stadium only. I didn't give a damn about Mario 64. <laughs> it was Pokemon Stadium, Star Fox, and um, and Mario Kart and Smash Bros. For sure. Um, and so you know, and so that's why when it comes to like games and v- favorite soundtracks, my palette isn't very vast you know i kind of have like my select few that i 
really, really love. And it's really hard for me to kind of, you know, go outside of my comfort zone or my bubble or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the point I'm, I'm getting to is that, you know, if I, you know, if I didn't grow up with Pokemon Red and Blue or whatever it is, I don't really feel like covering that song because I just, you know, I don't have an itch for it. I don't I don't have a, you know, or a Final Fantasy song or Kingdom Hearts or or whatever, you know, all these other things that I've never played or whatever. But I, you know, but it's, you know, in hindsight, it would probably be more beneficial to me, you know, whatever the new game. I don't know what new game came out. I don't know that comes out. It would probably be in my benefit to. All right, let's cover this and get it ready for release. And it comes out the same day as the game or what have you. Right. Right. Um, but it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's just hard for me to get inspired by something like that. Well, um, well like you said, you never really played those games. And, <clears throat> and I feel that as in, because I'm not technically, I mean, I had done some singing when I was in high school and choir mm-hmm. and I like to sing every once in a while, but I also feel that if you just don't have a passion for it, or if you don't have a love for it, then there's really no point in doing it because at the same time, you should do what's right for you. Because like you said, you love Sonic the Hedgehog. You have a lot of great Sonic. You grew up on Sonic the Hedgehog, Mario, and Legend of Zelda. And you focus on that. And if you're just not a fan of those of those other titles, you're just that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually great that you're not succumbing to what the YouTube algorithm is. It's like, oh, if a new Final Fantasy game is coming out, so you have to cover X amount Final Fantasy songs. If you just don't like the games, you're just not that interested in, and that's just the way you are. Or that okay, that came out wrong. Uh, <laughs> just yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that. And I'm, I'm, I hope I'm, I hope I'm conveying that that's not a bad thing because it completely no, isn't. No, I, no, no, absolutely. I, if anything, not to cut you off. If anything, I, you know, I, I salute those that try everything and love everything, and you know that, and that's just kind of that's just kind of more my personality, right? Where. I know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know lots of other musicians and I know lots of other, you know, gamers or whatever, right. Who they love a little bit of everything, right. Like, Oh, I like, I love this band, but you know, they love three songs from this band. Right. Right. And to me in my brain, to me, that's like, they don't love that band. Loving that band is knowing the whole discography and the B sides and the unreleased tracks. And to me, that's like, Oh, that's a fan or whatever. Right. So I've always been like that with 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 movies, music, and video games, where it's just like I have my feud that I that I love, and mm-hmm. my world is that thing. I know everything about that thing, and everything people should know about that thing because it's ridiculous and it's too much. Um, and I and I wish I was more like other people, where it's just like, oh, that seems cool, whatever. Just yeah. Let me try it, you know. Yeah, but and also especially with with games like Pokemon Final Fantasy, especially those long running series, especially now with, with Final Fantasy over 35 years, that is an, inti- I will not lie. That is an intimidating series to get into. Sure. It is yeah. like, it is massive. There's multiple videos on YouTube on like, what should be your first Final Fantasy? Um, personally, I think it's 10. Uh, <laughs> For sure. That was because I didn't get into Final Fantasy until I played Kingdom Hearts. I played Kingdom oh, Hearts. Okay, for sure, yeah. And then I jumped the ship to play Final Fantasy X, and next, next thing I know, I'm down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Which is, I mean, um, I mean, in hindsight, that's <clears throat> that's probably their goal, right? I mean, that's yeah. why they did the Kingdom Hearts thing in the first place, probably. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, but they got me hook, line, sinker. Yeah. Um, and even, but the one thing I can't say about Final Fantasy that a lot of people can also agree on is even if don't people don't agree on the games, just like Sonic the Hedgehog, music is banger. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Some great tracks that I've heard here and there. Um, 
it's just, you know, if I, I don't know if it's just, you know, sometimes even, even the song can be great. And I'm just like, yeah, this sounds great. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I just don't have a, you know, and even, even some Sonic songs are like hard for me to cover sometimes. Cause I'm like, oh, yeah. I didn't really like, I didn't really grow up with this. So, yeah. you know, I get a lot of requests for like, you know, um, like the Westopolis from Shadow the Hedgehog, like that one I get like, quite a bit. Um, but I'm like, I really like that game that much. So like, you know, <laughs> you and me uh, both, dude, I, I got that game thing. I was like, yes, shadow edgy. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, this game is bad. This game is, uh, it's a lot and it's a lot of not good stuff. It's not, it's not good. That is, if there was, if there was ever a game called angst, the video game, shadow the hedgehog, shadow the hedgehog. It is. And I mean, and it's just, you know, I don't know. And again, like looking back at that history, like shadow the hedgehog and like this, they were just trying to jump with the trends and and it's just like, I don't know that to me, I get more fulfillment out of life when it's, when you're sincere, right. Mm -hmm. When you're in a, and I think that maybe that can kind of reflect on like Sega stuff too, you know, where it's just like for a while they were just like, all right, let's, let's please people and get this out by Christmas and uh, whatever it takes and rush it and whatever. Right. Right. But the second that they, that, you know, you take a step back. Okay. Let's do something that I want to do. Let's take Sonic in a new direction with frontiers, for example. Right. Where it's, you know, say what you will about the game. Like maybe, you know, I think maybe we're, we're probably kind of in the same boat where I kind of prefer a more traditional Sonic experience. You know, whether that be like a, you know, like a boost 3D game or an adventure 3D game or a classic 2D game. That's to me, that's more of an authentic Sonic experience. And this new thing is kind of a new thing. Um, but the reason I, I love it so much is that, you know, it really worked on it for a really long time and you can kind of feel it even if it's not your jam it's you know it's like okay it's sincere and it's something mm -hmm. that they wanted to do you know and it's just you know um you know and that's you know that's what i try to do too with like my sonic stuff i'm like hey this medley is going to be 18 minutes long but i don't care um, no. and i remember when i uploaded that video like it was hard to crack like a hundred views at, at mm -hmm. some point you know and it's just you know but I didn't care because I'm just like, I'm proud of this product. I made it for me. And that's that's how life should be, man. You should live for yourself. I mean, yeah. to a certain extent, you know, you have your girlfriend and your loved ones and whatever. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. That's I didn't mean to get all philosophical on the video game <laughs> podcast. No, nah, no. Nah, hey, actually, that's exactly why I do this podcast. Like, as much as I would love for this podcast to become my full-time job, as much as I would love podcasting, streaming, just video games becoming my full-time job, I do the show for me because um, I do the fake nerd podcast, the mothership show for me. Um, and it's just, not only is it a great excuse for me to hang out with some of my closest friends and we just talk nerd shit for a few hours, or even to do this show to talk with some a like-minded individual like yourself, where we talk about video game music, where we talk about just anything or video games, anything for an hour, hour and a half to two hours, give or take. We do this for us because it's fun. Sure. And also now I get to meet new people. I get to talk to people like you who are like, cause you, I don't think I've met another huge Sonic fan like you. I probably have. And whoever's watching this is like, I'm the, another big Sonic fan. What well, the hell, I'm, Ben? I'm, the I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I mean, for but like, but that's, but that's like that definition is like what it means to you or whatever. Right. I feel like I'm a very big Sonic game or Sonic, Sonic fan. I'm not a big Sonic fan. <laughs> Just I'm Jerry sure. is now the next Sonic the Hedgehog video games. Right. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I'm, I feel like I can, you know, confidently, I'm a huge fan, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to defend everything. I, I, no. I won't. I just can't. I just can't do it again. And again, about being sincere. I can't just like just because I love Sonic doesn't mean I'm going to defend Sonic and the Black Knight right now. You know, it's just I, I just it's not going to happen. You know, I again, but 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 I will always be there. I bought that game for whatever it was, $60, brand new, beat it in like three hours. And I'm like, all right, well, there it goes, you know it's whatever onto the shelf where it's going to live or unless you trade it in. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing I won't, because I'm like, Oh, it's got to be part of the collection. And whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I understand that I have, there's a few games I've had like King, the kingdom hearts games. I have in my collection um, for three, five, eight over two days recoded and chain of memories, mm-hmm. all of which I could either watch the cutscenes or play a better version on my PS or on my PS five. Thanks to the PS4 collections. But they're my original co- or even my original copies of Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Not getting rid of them because sentimental value. This is what put me on my RPG journey and I don't oh, want to yeah. get rid of those games. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm not going to get a lot of money for them anyway because they're like Kingdom Hearts is the 10th best selling PlayStation 1 game ever or PlayStation 2 <laughs> game, excuse me, yeah. ever made. So if I were to try like, here's my first run print that's beat to absolute crap of Kingdom Hearts 1, it's oh, like no. five bucks. Ten dollars, yeah. maybe. Here's ten dollars. Go away. Yeah, exactly. That's, but then they try to sell it for like forty, and it's just like, what the hell, you know? Uh, they'll probably sell it for twelve, to be honest, because it's not, <laughs> especially the, the the original PS2 version. It's like, yeah. cool, but there's PS2, a ton of them. Yeah, there's tenth tenth best selling PS2 game of all time is Kingdom Hearts One. Wow. That's awesome. That's crazy. I yeah. think I got to. I think I met like Hercules or somebody, and then I stopped playing. Cerberus, the Cerberus boss fight. I think so. Yeah, I think that's where I stopped. That's where a lot of kids stopped. (laughs) Yeah, I was. was Yeah, yeah. dude, that fight sucks. I am a Kingdom Hearts one stand. I will defend that game in areas where it deserves to be defended. Gummy ship not being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will not lie. The Cer- the very first time where you fight Cerberus is uh, it sucks. It is hard. It is a hard fight. And when I finally beat that damn that damn boss, I was just so elated. It's like finally. And then I go to Lost Jungle and get lost, and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> constantly groaning the entire time. And then when we fight, I cannot tell you how happy I was when I finally got I when my brother and I finally beat deep jungle and went to agrabah we were just like oh my god we're in aladdin yay for sure oh man yeah i have a lot of good memories with my brother <laughs> with video games with uh i remember i remember at the time like it was a new experience to us ocarina of time was like the most impossible game like how do you where do you go what do you what do you do like how do we go anywhere this guy's blocking my path and this other guy's blocking. what do i do i don't know what to go and then we get to the first dungeon i'm just like whoa like there's a whole world in here and it's okay how do you navigate this and we're getting used to you know puzzle solving and exploring and just just kind of foreign territory for us and i remember once we got to uh oh shoot i'm forgetting i played that game a billion times and i don't remember the spider boss's name the goma oh 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 i know who you're talking about um no Shoot, I forgot the name too. Crap baskets. Oh my God. You know what? Just take my gamer card and whatever. No, 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 anyway. no. Do, do you know how many bosses we've killed and beaten over the years? You're you're this allowed to true. forget one. You're allowed <laughs> to forget a few of them. Yeah, I'm allowed to forget the first boss from one of the most <laughs> iconic games of all time. I know it starts with a G. I know that. Um, yeah. Or at least I think it starts with a G. I think it starts with a G. 
um but whatever um, yeah but the yeah. spider bot the spider boss with the big eye on it we all Correct. know who that is we all know who it is yeah exactly um but yeah man good memories and yeah dude i mean it's just again video games we do it because we love it yeah that's true so we're we're getting up there on time but we still have a little bit of time left um i do want to know out of all the Sonic the Hedgehog games that you have played, which game has your favorite soundtrack, bar none? Oh, put you on the spot here. <laughs> that's a that's a loaded question. Yeah, oh, I, I gotta once again. But if it makes you feel any better, there are no wrong answers. Sonic Boom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the one. Wrong. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, I've never played Sonic Boom. I, I, I avoided it like the play because I mm-hmm. hated the redesigns. The redesigns eventually did grow on me. And also I've seen clips of the cartoon. The cartoon's pretty funny. But OK, yeah, oh, that's never... OK. Yeah. Sorry, not to cut you off, but like, OK. When I saw the redesign for the movie, right, I was mm-hmm. like Sonic fans lost their minds over blue arms and a scarf. Mm-hmm. This is going to set the world on fire. I'm like, this is this is heresy. This is just not. Yeah, this is not in it. <laughs> It went down exactly how, you know, I was expecting it to. Um, but favorite. Oh, my goodness. This kind of, might be kind of a weird answer. I love the Sonic Forces soundtrack. I listen to it okay. every day, like all the time. OK. Like, like Battlefield, that song rips. That song is awesome. Um, and it's like and it's 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 not like, you know, you would think like Adventure 2 or something is just like, you know. Oh, that one, you know, because it's got all the guitar stuff or whatever. But like, I don't know. I, I really love a lot of the Tomoya Atani stuff. Like, you know, I, I, I like the Sonic of Six soundtrack a bunch. I love a lot of the music from that game and everything like past that. I just like listen to just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't to pick just one. I don't know. I love colors. Um, I know there's a lot to pick like which one is your favorite because like you said there's a lot of iconic games where the soundtrack in themselves is iconic so this probably is a really hard question uh let's let's amend it what are like your top three Sonic the Hedgehog songs like in no particular order just the top three that are always in any sort of video game playlist you have Oh my god. Oh no. Did I uh, did I make it worse? Yeah, I think you did make it worse. Oh, uh, Jerry, I'm sorry. No, you're good, bro. You're good. <laughs> oh shoot. Top three songs. Oh, shoot. Uh I don't know because like Okay, because like the icon- iconic ones are iconic, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're like i don't really listen to those that much just because maybe just because i've heard them so many times mm-hmm. like open your heart and live and learn and oh yeah you know i mean ba- basically all the crush 40 stuff like iconic obviously right um but it's just like not my favorite i guess i don't know um i'll have to like look in spotify because i can't <laughs> i'm like i'm just like drawing a blank right now you're just like which one do i like I mean, because I have my I would say my top three, if I may. Sure. Would be um, in no particular. Okay, Sonic Boom is number one. Just because (laughs) just because that game was such Sonic CD was such a huge imprint on me as a child. Sure. And that just that entire sound or not the soundtrack, but just that one song was a huge driving force through my life. And that's just like that's like my all time favorite Sonic Hedgehog song from my all time favorite video game. 
but I would say Friends from Sonic Mania. Oh man, I, I is, didn't think about Friends. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, hey, that intro just got me hyped. I love that intro, and just because I guess you could call me a basic bitch for this, live and learn. Hey man, I'm it's hey whatever. I'm you know Yellow Card is my favorite band. I'm the most basic bitch that there you're, is. No, you're not. No, you're not. Don't say that. Um, but, uh, I, like, go ahead. And I was I'm really because I remember when I first got my Dreamcast and I would play Sonic Sonic Adventure one and two, mm-hmm. and I didn't because I loved like especially Crush 40s Open Your Heart. I sure. would just turn the game on and just like I just like wait for the credits to like the opening cinematic to restart just because I want to listen to to open your heart because I thought sure. that song that song slaps. And then of course when I was playing, sorry, I oh. just remembered one. Go All right, go for it. No, no, you you go, you go. Oh, for sure. Um, endless possibility is way up there for me, super high up. Um, Ooh, what game is that from? Based. Okay, okay. This is my escape. That one ah gotcha yeah. that song forget it that's maybe that maybe that's gonna be my my pick because that I, I need to play sonic unleashed i didn't play it oh really okay that was another one i was like so because <laughs> that was the first boost game right right um, right and after like oh six and uh you know secret rings you know them being kind of disappointments this was just like again another like I feel like a genuine effort to course correct. All right, let's mm-hmm. try something new and something, you know, and, you know, even though that game is kind of a, a mixed bag, mm-hmm. it, you know, it set, it set a lot of the groundwork for colors and, you know, uh, generations. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that Unleashed is, a, I thought Unleashed was bad. I just didn't really get into it because, well, this was also around a time where I was like in late high school, early college. Sure. Um, When did that game come out? 2008, 2009? 2008, I think. Okay, yeah. So it was, I was in high school at the time and I was very, I was very much trying to like, you know, find my way in life and. Sure, sure, sure. Like getting a Sonic game was just one of those things where it was like, I don't know. And then also I heard about the, 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 the style for the Werehog and mm-hmm. I how I wasn't about that. I was I already got God of War. I don't want I don't need a Sonic version God of it. God of War Junior or whatever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And but then of course later on in life where people were talking about Sonic Unleashed is like, you know what, the God the Werehog stuff, okay, it's not the best, but damn it, are the Sonic levels great. Oh yeah. And it was just, you know, I mean, say what you will about the boost stuff now, because it's just been done so many times now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the time it was just like, wow, like this is like this is it. This is the new Sonic stuff and this that that yeah, I, I don't know why I forgot about Unleashed, but that soundtrack is maybe higher than Forces for me. Okay. Uh, on there because they you know, yeah, that's got some bangers. And then there's also like other weird songs that I really love too, like um you know, Wave Ocean and what is it? Aquatic Bass from Sonic 06. I love those songs. Or, uh, you know, uh, Aquarium Park from Colors. I'm always listening to that song. Just always, <laughs> always, always, always. Um, and so like, yeah, and, that, and I, I feel like it's just a dumb contrarian sometimes when I say <laughs> stuff like that. I'm just like, yeah, I like the weird song and that's my favorite <laughs> song. I don't like Live and Learn or whatever. Um, you know, but it's just, again, sincerity. I'm just like, yeah that's what's what i like you know it's what I yeah like. I, mean, I could definitely say green as much as i love green hill zone because of how iconic it is it's definitely not my fr- my favorite um first level song oh absolutely. i would say yeah, yeah. yeah i would say emerald hill is way much much better oh yeah 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 oh yeah 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 because yeah, emerald 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, the first game, but Sonic 2, first video game I ever played. Sonic 3, Angel, the Angel Island theme was geared to my brain. The one song that I just, when I hear that, where it's, I get my metaphorical shotgun, essentially. Just, I hate Carnival Night Zone so much. I hate the level. For I hate that. Sure. I hate that music. Um, I hate that accursed barrel. And I was just so upset that it took me nearly 15 plus years to finally figure out how to get past it. Because only mm-hmm. one time as a kid did I ever get past it. And it was by sheer luck. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, go back to those days, dude. Like the, there was no Internet or you were no? lucky if you had a strategy guide or whatever. Right. Um, cause that's just extra moolah that your parents have to, you know, spend on you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you get stuck in a video game. That's it. Unless your friend knows how to beat it. Yeah. It's over. Like your journey stops right there. And it's just like, wow, what a, what a time to be in. Yeah. You know? Or if you were actually smart and read the manual, but I didn't do that. I just looked at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. It's funny. Um, another weird. Ugh, again, I don't want to keep going back to Toy Story, but like, there's no, some, no, dude, let's keep, let's go back to Toy Story. Toy Story is awesome. I love Toy Story. Uh, um, what's it called? Um, that uh, I had the the Super Nintendo one the, for the mm-hmm. first game. Mm-hmm. And you know how there's some there's some just video game songs you hear it and it's just like. It's like PTSD, right? You're just like, oh, you're just like in a horrible mood, right? It's, I mean, I'm sure that's like Carnival Night Zone for you or whatever. Oh, God, yes. Um, but um, there's this level called Roller Bob, right? And it's it's based out of the scene in the movie where, you know, Buzz <gasps> the skateboard him, guy, the skateboard the... guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's based out of the movie where Woody's trying to escape and he's trying to rescue Buzz and whatever, right? And the way the level is structured, it's kind of, you know, you're on Roller Bob. You can control him, like, you know, horizontally on the screen, like back and forth. Mm-hmm. And the whole time on this backside, um, Scud, the dog, is coming after you. So you got to, like, go forward and dodge him. And at the same time, like, rockets are coming in this direction and, like, soda cans. And it's just, like, and the music is just, like, this crazy electronic, like, and every time I hear that, I'm just like, oh, I... I want to die. I hate this. Like, it's just, and it was just, it was so hard. It was just, you know, it, it, it was just like, that was, you know, there was always a level for me in those kind of games that were just kind of like make you or break you levels. Like if you just, mm-hmm. you, you, you waste all your lives on this level and then it's game over and then you have to start over. Um, it's just, yeah. just so brutal back in the day. Like, um, no. Lion King was another game I played a bunch on Super Nintendo. <laughs> right. And that second level where you're doing the, um, just can't wait to be king. Uh-huh. The, and you just, the uh, monkeys and the giraffes. Yes, the jump. I'm just like, if I couldn't make it past that, then, you know, then it was over. And then I couldn't play the rest of the game. Or sometimes I would get past it, but now I'm down to like one life or zero lives or whatever it was. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to die and then try the monkey part again so that I have more lives after this part. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, um, and it's just like, it's just. It's just so it's kind of fascinating how not only brutal some games were back in the day, but then you would mm-hmm. get stuck and then like that there's nothing you can do. You're just yeah done. Yeah. No, I I mean I, as much as I complain about Carnival Night Zone, there was another level in my what's say my my favorite Sonic game of all time, Sonic CD, mm-hmm. Metallic Madness Part Two. <laughs> F you. <laughs> what's uh, okay? Here's uh, okay another controversial thing. Sonic mm-hmm. CD. Not really my jam. Um, 
what's it called? Uh, didn't really grow up with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, played it again for Origins because that's the second game that that happens in the story mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna give this like a like an honest chance because my previous exposure to that was um, like the Mega Collection, right? Um, or Sonic Gems Collection, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was it was a Gems Collection. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I'm like, right, I'm gonna give this like you know a fair shot. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. I just don't vibe with that game. It's just like, it's just kind of confusing for me. And the future past present deal, like, I don't know. It just wasn't, maybe I'm just not good at the game. Uh, cause I mean, cause that's another thing too. I, I think I need to state is that a classic Sonic, that gameplay is very much kind of an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like a Mario game where it's like very intuitive and like, okay, I know what to do. It's one of those ways, like you really, I feel like you have to kind of learn how to control the character and how to get around. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and kind of the point of it is, I mean, for me anyway, it's kind of like you kind of have to like learn the level a little bit. Yeah. And once you learn it, then you're like, oh, now I can go fast and I know to go up here to get the secret thing or, you know, get to the to the goal faster. Yeah. Or or to get the good ending, because there is a time travel mechanic. Correct. And- it took me a long time to understand the, how that time travel mechanic worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was a little first grader, a kindergartner, first grader playing Sonic CD, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just know that at one point I just went past the sign. I would go fast and then I would either just go to the past or the future. And one thing, it looked like a little, it was like, oh, it's it, the colors are different, but it's brighter and, and a little. And it's like, oh, that looks different. And then another part of the game was like, oh, this looks ugly and gross because, mm-hmm. oh, Robotnik won. And, I didn't understand that there was a, a good future and a bad future. I mean, the first time I ever beat that game, I actually beat it was on my cell phone. I downloaded the iOS oh, port. Cool. Cool. And that was the first time I ever beat it. And not only beat it, I also got the good ending too. Oh, look at you. Wow. Yeah. That also I may have looked up how to do it because you know, time. <laughs> hey, dude, I no no shame in that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, on I for I mean for its time, mm-hmm. and for what it is, and uh, the time travel mechanics, and to do X, Y, and Z to get the good ending and the bad ending, and just multiple endings. Just think about that for back then when that came out. I don't know what was that ninety three or something. Um, uh, yeah, almost it was like ninety three or maybe ninety two because it came out when the Sega CD was coming out. Sure. And that, but I will say, if if you, you the Sonic Origins port because I have a Sega Genesis Mini with oh. the a few Sega CD games on it. And I will say as great as seeing like the original animation that was on the Sega CD, it's cool, but it's a little rough. Oh yeah. That FMV stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The FMV on the Sega CD, it's a little rough, but then when you look at the animation for say like on Sonic origins or mm-hmm. on the Sonic gems collection, or even if you have the iOS game, cause you can watch the movie on the iOS game. It is beautiful. Oh yeah. That's just like, you know, it's not even like a like part of the game or whatever. It's just like one of my favorite Sonic things like ever is that you know those little videos or whatever, or even the mm-hmm. um, uh, the Mania intro. Also, oh, I love. God. Sometimes I'll just I'll watch that like three times in a row before I even play the game because I just love it so much. Yeah, you know? yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so lovely, and again, just like ah, oh, look at all the love poured into this, and like it just reminds you. Of why you fell in love with it in the first place, yeah. you know. Did you um, watch the? Uh, sorry to cut you off, but did you watch the Sonic Mania shorts on YouTube when they put oh yeah. those out? Oh yeah. Every time I see, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that they're like Sonic Prime on Netflix. 
decent mm-hmm. show. If you're if you're a diehard Sonic fan, you're gonna enjoy Sonic Prime. Um, as much as I like, as much as I love the 3D animation in that show, mm-hmm. every time I see 2D animation stuff, like for Sonic Mania, for Sonic Origins, I'm just I'm just lamenting that like you have amazing 2D artists, you have this amazing art style. This looks great. Why can't this be a show like an oh, actual no. television show? Oh my god! Stop I would love with that it so much. And what's so what's, <sighs> what's kind of crazy about it is that there's no voice acting, there's no dialogue, no, and it, and it's just and it just it, it reminds me of like a Tom and Jerry cartoon, right? Yes, where it's just it like one, wonderful animation, and the animation is just beautiful. And like I don't know, I think that like you know that aesthetic, like the newer. I mean, it's classic, but it's it's a newer kind of like a rebrand of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. That style, it's lovely. It's beautiful. Um, and yeah, and I was thinking the same thing here where I'm just like, why can't this be like, I'm sure it's, I mean, that's why 2D stuff doesn't, you know, not that it doesn't exist anymore, but like, that's why they don't do it as much is because it's very time consuming. And I'm sure, yeah. you know, very resource consuming too. You know, that's why Disney shut down their animation division and whatever you know because it's just it's it's just cheaper and faster to do it 3d you know Mm -hmm. um so i mean i get it but like i don't know i grew up on a lot of 2d animation cartoons and you know and that those sonic mania shorts like i mean they came out with like a sonic colors one which was okay too um but that was more kind of a stylized 2d but that that mania aesthetic like that i don't know if you can hear my dog barking i apologize (laughs) um yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I kind of wish that that was our show instead of like the 3D stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, I I do. I'm just glad that we're getting Sonic content in general. But at the same time, I look at that and I just go, we can have this. It's it's kind of yeah. like that. It's like that meme from Top Gear, but it's like, this is great, but I love this. Yeah, but th- yeah, exactly. And it's like what you were saying, you know, I think a tangent that we never finished, like, an hour ago, whatever it was, um, <laughs> where, you know, why won't they just make like a mania too? You mm. know, it, it's just like, it's just such a obvious, like, okay. Like I'm sure the fans would love it. And I'm sure they would, uh, you know, the division that worked on it would want to work on another game like that again. Mm-hmm. To me, that just seems like a obvious, easy sell. Like, I, I, I don't know like why they won't go forth on something like that, you know? I don't know if it's because Sonic Team is salty that a bunch of fans made a better selling game than they did. I mean, because going back, I don't know how much of a big video game history buff you are. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are, yay. If not, don't worry about it. Because um, I do remember back in the, the console wars between Sega mm-hmm. and Nintendo in the 90s, Sega of Japan was pissed that Sega of America was doing better than they were. And they're unfortunately one of the downfalls of Sega. While Nintendo did drive a blow to Sega here in the United States, one of the blows was because of infighting between SOA and SOJ, Sega of America and Sega of Japan. Because Sega of Japan, of course, they were the mothership uh, mothership com- company. They were the ones that started it, and this mm-hmm. is just a branch of our company out in different regions. And yet America is doing better selling the Genesis than we are. And I can only imagine what they were talking about with like, say, Europe and South America, because sick, because I have a I have some friends and Twitter friends in Europe and down Australia, mm-hmm. where if you say Sega, they're like, yeah, Sega was the hit thing for our regions. I mean, yes, Nintendo was there, 
but you wanted a Sega. Yeah, Sega I mean, was the one, yeah. I mean, hell, the Sega Master System, an 8-bit console, is still thriving down in Brazil. Wow. 30 plus years later, almost 40 years after the fact. Yeah. And it's just like, how is this 8-bit console still being produced in Brazil? How? Just, just why? Yeah, I mean, for as much as I love this character and the company, I mean, at the end of the day, Sega's biggest enemy there is themselves because sometimes mm-hmm. it's just they just do it to them i mean it's just like i mean if you look at that sonic 06 run right where it was okay we're gonna make you know we've been kind of on the down, decline with shadow the hedgehog and riders and whatever else came before that all right it's time to send a rebrand and make it big for the next generation it's time to bring sonic back right and then yuji naka leaves and then they freak out right mm-hmm. um oh my god what's going ha- what's what's gonna happen and then they're like, oh, you know what? We can't make Sonic 06 on the Wii. Like, it's just not, you know, the hardware. The hardware doesn't allow for it. It's just not possible. So let's instead split the team up into two. Right. So now we split them up into two. And this team will make Sonic 06. This team is going to make what is going to be eventually become Sonic of the Secret Rings. And it's just like, okay. And they come out like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was just like months from each other. I think it was, I think Sonic 06 was like Christmas time of 2006. And then I think yeah. like Secret Rings came out like February of 2007. Yep, you're right. Cause I got my Wii and then I remember seeing Sonic and Secret Rings at Target and begging my mom to buy it for me. She uh-huh. did. And I was like, yay. And mm-hmm. I don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's and but that's exactly it. And now, like, we don't talk about Sonic and Sega Rings anymore. And now, Sonic 06 is this like legendary bad game or whatever, right? And it's just like, again, it's just like, well, if they had just like, all right, instead of like trying to market to as many people as we can, instead of trying to have a game on Xbox and a game on the Wii, let's take a step back. I'm like, okay, let's slow it down. This is only for the Xbox and the PlayStation or whatever. And that's it. We're going to put all of our resources into this, right? Then you have a game that's worthwhile, you know, and you make your money back or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, I I'm, I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I also think that at the time Sega did have a contract with Nintendo that they were going to make Sonic games specifically for the Wii, which is why they, they split up. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Sega over the years has been their own worst enemy when it comes to hits and misses. Now, I mean, one thing I will always praise Sega for is the fact that when they saw fans recreate Sonic levels or they recreate Sonic games, instead of giving them cease and desist, they give them a job and they produce oh. something as amazing as Sonic Mania. That oh, yeah. deserves credit. Absolutely. And- absolutely. There's no other you know, company that I know of that really like that does that. I mean, that's where I mean, again, Nintendo household over here. But yeah. That's where the big end kind of, you know drops the ball a little bit where they just send out cease yeah. and desist to all these like yeah. creative people because it's like well if we didn't do it then no one can that I mean I, mentality. I get why they want to shut down AMR2 another Metroid 2 remake it's because they were remaking Their Samus own. Returns for the 3DS Yeah, that I understand but also it was a free game anyway Nintendo wasn't making money uh, no one was making any money this person just said I'm going to make this game from the ground up and looked gorgeous from the screenshots and gameplay i saw before nintendo brought the hammer to it Mm -hmm. although i will admit that i do have samus returns for the 3ds i got the special edition with the cd and going back to music the metroid music is awesome and that game kicks ass nice that's awesome 
God, I love oh, that I've game. O- I've only really dipped my toes with Metroid. Um, played played the first Metroid Prime, um, and that's kind of about it. I mean, I've you know, um, it's a it's a series I really need to jump back into. I jumped full force into Metroid. Like I got Zero Mission and Fu- Fusion was my first Metroid game, but I got stuck once again. Young kid didn't understand the gameplay of Metroid. Mm-hmm sold the game i gave the game away because a friend of mine in high school bought my first game boy advance because i had a game boy advance sp and i didn't need my original one so i sold my uh, my original one to him and i gave him metroid fusion for free not realizing how expensive that game was going to be down the line i finally forked over the money for it and i play that i play i play all the 2d metroids in preparation for metroid dread when that came out uh, a few years ago awesome and I was, I was so happy. I was awesome, like, I am, awesome, I am awesome, so awesome. glad I did this. And now that Prime remaster came out for the Switch, and it's a great remaster, and I am having so much fun with it. So I'm like, yay! That's so cool. My brother um, picked up Metroid Dread, and he really enjoyed it too. Um, you know, and I and I and I have them. That's my. That's the other thing. Like I have Metroid Prime, you know, one, two, and three on original hardware, and the stupid Wii re-release, whatever, right? And other M and Super Metroid. And I, just, I have it all right now. But I'm like, no, let me play the Sonic Forces again. Like for <laughs> and let me 100 percent at this time. I'm just I don't want to do this. It's ridiculous. It's it's a comfort game. That's the yeah. that's the glory about video games. It's like that's the glory about video games. It's the glory about video game music, I think. I would say, as like, yes, you do have all these games, but at the same time, you want to play what you want to play. Yeah. And I think that's awesome because it's I mean, yeah, you're going to play Sonic Forces another time that you find enjoyment in that game where it's like, I'm going to keep covering Sonic the Hedgehog songs or I'm going to keep yeah. doing Nintendo stuff. It's like, because you know the music, you know that music has a deep personal connection to you and you may not know it, but it has a deep personal connection to other people, myself sure. included. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, so you just you just have comfort games. You just have comfort games that are comfort games, comfort songs. And I say just go for it, dude, because I cannot tell you how many times I've replayed games like Kingdom Hearts 1, Mega Man Legends, or even I would just replay Sonic Mania not to do anything. If I do anything, I mean, like not to complete it, but just because it's like I want to listen to Green Hill, the second half of Green Hill Zone, because that's I like that remix. What's it called? Um, it's so funny because my my number one comfort game of all time is Super Mario 64. I have played that game. God too many times it's a sin how many times i've played that game and like all the way through like 120 stars uh, it's that's my that's my number one i don't know why i just i wouldn't say that's a sin i'd say that's a great game i finally got to experience it myself thanks to 3d all-stars um and i'm part of the i'm part of the problem because i pre-ordered that game and made sure i got physical copy day one so did i bro i was right there i was just like yeah these three games that i've played a few times yeah let me buy them again for you, did you really play them? Me, never played them before in my life. For sure. Oh, you know what's so funny too? Not, sorry, not to go off on a tangent, but like, you know, for as like legendary and classic as that game is, you know, there is kind of like a, you know, like a stigma around it where it's just like, okay, it hasn't aged well on the graphics and the controls and whatever. Um, you know, and here's where like it's hard for for my brain to separate nostalgia sometimes, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I remember when I played Banjo Kazooie for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was recent. That was like maybe a few years ago on like the Xbox, right. Mm-hmm. On like rare replay. Right. And I remember just being so frustrated with that game, 
just falling off the tree and this, that, and the other, and just dying and this and that, the controls. And I'm just like, you know, like I, 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 and I tried to look at it objectively for what it is. I'm like, okay, for what it is, like what it does to build on the collect-a-thon and what Mario 64 did and build on top of that. Like I have nothing but the utmost respect for that game. Right. But I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, but I also, you know, and I did have, there were moments where you're like, oh, I genuinely had a good time. But I also, you know, I was just like, hey, man, so frustrated. And then that's when it hit me. I'm just like, man, there's like a an alternate universe, right? Where I grew up with Banjo-Kazooie and not Super Mario 64. And I love, I love Banjo-Kazooie, right? And then I'm playing Super Mario 64 for the first time. And I'm like, man, this game, the controls suck and the camera and this. <laughs> man, I, I, I don't get it. I, why does everyone love this game so much? Yeah. And I'm just like, it's the same thing because I'm just I'm used to it. And it's nostalgia mm-hmm. and whatever. I would definitely like because when I first played Mario 64, I was a little nervous because everyone would hype up how great that game was. Sure. And I will agree. I mean, it is dated, came out in 96. But that game laid an amazing groundwork because I the most recent Mario game that I played, like 3D Mario game I played was Super Mario Odyssey. I got but when that game came out for my switch, I had to buy it. I love Super Mario Odyssey. That game was so much fun. It was yeah. such an amazing experience. As much as I love playing Breath of the Wild, it's like Breath of the Wild and Odyssey are like they're going back and forth with my top Nintendo Switch game of all time. And when I was finally playing 64, I was like, I can understand the camera. I can understand because I keep because I'm a bit of a retro gamer. I have to I try to put my brain back what was going on in 1996. Sure. And I can completely and while yes, it is dated, maybe hasn't aged quite like the fine wine that people say but at the exact same time the groundwork was built there so oh, yeah. many other like you said banjo kazooie um so many other games after it create were based off the collectathon were based off super mario 64 while some had amazing success i.e banjo kazooie and some did not glover being one for the n64 <laughs> bubsy 3d let's not talk about that one <laughs> But yeah, 3D games were built around Mario 64 and that that is a truly iconic game and I have to say it earns it has my respect and it also I when I first played it I made it my mission to get a whole 120 stars. I did it. I saw Yoshi, I flew around the castle and I am just glad I never have to get the stars in TikTok clock ever again. Oh. God, I hated that level. Oh yeah, I mean like TikTok clock and like um what's that? Rainbow Ride, I think it's called. Yeah, and that's that so crazy. Too. I played this game like a billion times and I can't even remember, whatever. Uh, put me in yeah, Bob on Battlefield. Just yeah, put me in Bob on Battlefield. Of the game, it's just like, oh, yeah, take me back to Bob on Battlefield because I'm like, this is just like, you make one wrong move, mm-hmm. one wrong button, and then you're like, and then it shoots you out of the level. And it's just like, you know, Orange. and it's funny going back to, again, like Banjo Kazooie, like a game that I have lots of respect for, right? Where, okay, let's take the Mario 64 formula, right? Well, you complete a mission and you keep going. Yeah. You just move on to the next thing. It doesn't kick you out of the level or anything, right? And then we didn't see that in, in Mario until, I think, uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was we the first Mario that. game to, to do that, you know? And it's just like, whoa. And, you know, and obviously, you know, that's another one. I 100% Super Mario Odyssey. And it's a superior game to Super Mario 64, probably in every respect. But I love Super Mario 64, man. I don't no. know what it is. Hey, I love it. T- I, as much as I had Christmas of Mario 64, I love it too. 
and I know when I go to when I finally go to Super Nintendo World here in Southern California, Universal Studios, I'm gonna go inside when I walk through the warp pipe and I end up at Peach's Castle and I hear the da 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 da. I'm just I am just gonna be like like a tear is gonna go down. Oh yeah, man! Cheek. I want that song played at my wedding. Like that's <laughs> like I love that music. Like it's just you know, and that's another one that I think I need to do like more like covers of and stuff because i know it's like mm-hmm. i've been doing a lot of sonic stuff but you know and that and the other thing that's kind of nice about doing a bunch of sonic covers and stuff is um you know for for a while it was like kind of like one of the more neglected franchises i felt like when mm-hmm. it came to like you know rock and metal covers or whatever you know because yeah you know, everybody does mario everybody does Zelda. you know it's just there's just so much of it you know so it's kind of yeah. nice to find my little niche and it's you know and it's funny because mm-hmm. like as much as i love sonic i think my, my two top two favorite games i think is like mario 64 and like twilight princess like those are just like my favorites hey that's that's just being a gamer <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that that's that's just video games my guy yeah all right well we're we're running up on time and I know why we could just keep talking more and I want to keep talking. So Jerry, you have an open invite. If you just want to come on the show and just chat for about something, just let me know. Open invite. Dude, seriously. Thank you again so much. And where can people find you on the internet? Oh, cool. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I'm Jerry Trevino and that's Jerry with a G. Um, I, and where you can find most of my stuff is on, on YouTube. So youtube.com slash Jerry Trevino. There it is. That's where you'll find um, just kind of a hodgepodge of, a, you know, I guess the theme of my channel is just it's all guitar related. It's all music related. You know, I do stuff outside of uh, video game covers, too. You know, I do, you know, I have I have original music out also. And, you know, and I do a lot of like gear demo stuff because I just I'm obsessed with a guitar and I'm just like, you know, uh, so that Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, you know. All, oh, shit. I did not know you were. I got to add you on TikTok. I didn't know you were on TikTok too. Yeah, man. I mean, I g- generational gap too. I don't know. Probably. I'm just like, I just, I just don't, I can't win TikTok. Cause I just, I, well, let me, let me, I, I can't win social media. Right. Cause I, I just like, it's so exhausting for me. It's just, you know, um, and the past, you know, again, I've like, I've been kind of going through a thing. Um, uh, the last few months I've been taking the time to kind of recuperate and work on myself and kind of distance myself from social media. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's done numbers, my guy. It's, 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 it's so therapeutic and good for you to just kind of take a break from it sometimes. Um, oh, like TikTok and uh, stuff. I just don't, I just don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I dabble in TikTok. Honestly, I dabble a little bit. I do create mm-hmm. some videos, but doing a podcast, doing what I'm trying to do, you gotta be on for me. I have to be on it. So, yeah, I do agree. There are times when we could finally just step away from all and just de- decompress. It does absolute wonders. Yeah. But yeah. And anyways, audience, check him out on Spotify. Check him out on YouTube. I'm not afraid to say that Sonic Boom is the favorite cover you've done of mine that you've done. <laughs> Second, Can You Feel the Sunshine? Because also slaps. But yeah, go check him out. Subscribe to this channel. Listen to his music. It truly is awesome. And also while you're at it, why don't you hit the like button and subscribe to this channel? You're already here. Might as well, right? Yeah. And of course, you can listen to, to um, the Fake Nerd Podcast. That's our big mothership show. FakeNerdPodcast.com is where everything is. That's the hub. That's where you can find everything. And you can follow me personally at BenMagnet27, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I'm all there. Jerry, thank you again so much for being here, man. It has been an absolute blast. 
No, man. Thank you. Um, I, lots of fun. Super easy. I could talk about this stuff all day, obviously, with you. Um, and I'd love to be back someday. Uh, I truly. Oh, man. I can't wait for you to come back. And also, next time we, you come on, I want to talk to you about that Sonic the Hedgehog guitar because you have no idea how upset I am that I don't have that in my possession. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, a. <laughs> That is a that is a, one of my prized possessions. It's I it's kind of nice. <laughs> it better be, damn it. <laughs> All right, Jerry, once again, thank you so much. And until next time, unpause. <laughs>